Assalamu alaikum. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah. And I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. I greet you all again in the greeting words of peace of Assalamu alaikum. On behalf of the nation of Islam, on behalf of the Muhammad family, we thank each and every person that is here and those that are watching. That we're here as we show our love and support for Brother Nuri, Sister Terry, and their family. Special thank you to Pastor Winterborn Harris, Harrison Jones and the Witherspoon Presbyterian Church family for allowing us to be in this magnificent place today. <clears throat> for many, this is your first experience, first time being at a Muslim funeral. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad gives us a beautiful way. And as we begin, I'd just like to explain what you'll see <clears throat> and what you'll hear. We don't have any music or those that sing, as you see in the obituary. And although black folks, y'all know we can sing a song, the heaviness of that song can just bring so much strain on the family. So we don't have singing. We normally don't ask anyone to buy or to bring flowers. Monies from the flowers can be given to the family but the person, she can't see those flowers. We should give flowers to each other while we still yet live. We don't have people coming up sharing words. Unfortunately, in today's time, we've all been to too many funerals. And y'all know sometimes we don't obey the rules. We get up and don't know how to sit back down Sometimes we get up to speak, we say the wrong thing. And lastly, every now and then, the wrong person gets up and says the wrong thing. So we leave the words to be spoken by the minister who officiates today. So brothers and sisters, we're going to our next part. This will be the reading of the obituary. And I'd like to bring up her sister, Sister Hanifa Muhammad. Kahara Muhammad was born November 21st, 1999 in Indianapolis, Indiana to the loving parents, Nuri and Terry Muhammad. Kahara was homeschooled and then taught at Muhammad University of Islam by her loving and dedicated mother. In school, she learned math, science, history, grammar, and geography. But Kahara's favorite subject was Islamic studies. She was deeply spiritual with a level of kindness like no other. Her father, Nuri Muhammad, who shares a birth anniversary with his daughter, loved to have these deep spiritual conversations with his daughter. Kahara had an admiration and appreciation for her father's service to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, 
the nation, and our people. She often expressed her friends, to her friends and others that she had the best parents in the world. Kahara attended Pike High School where she met a host of friends and graduated in 2017. She then obtained her license in life, health, and property and casualty insurance. She became the youngest at United Health Services to work in her position. She later became a medical staffing coordinator for St. Vincent's Hospital. Kahara was a loving daughter, sister, niece, auntie, and friend to many. She prided herself in helping others. Kahara invested hundreds of hours and thousands of dollars in aiding those struggling with life's challenges, feeding the homeless, and aiding domestic violence victims. She also enjoyed developing financial blueprints and life plans for friends and whoever she could. Kahara had a passion for helping and healing others, whether it was listening to others or providing people with healing sessions with her singing bowls. In the last year of her life, she had a great desire to share her healing journey with the world and published her first book, How to Heal and Hustle, a jewel she left for the world. Kahara returned to Allah Monday, January 3rd, 2022. She leaves to cherish her memories, mother, Terry, her father, Nuri, sister, Hanifa, whom she had a very special relationship with, a loving and protective brother, Ishmael, grandparents, Sue and Leroy Baker, Paula McGee, Kostro Mobariki, Frederick Bebley, nieces, Elena and Nair, nephew, Kadar, godparents, Mary and Keith, and a host of great-grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, and friends. A message from Kahara. When I look at people, I literally see their hearts. I see the best parts of them. I feel the things that they have been through, and no matter how others perceive them, I choose to only focus on their good qualities. Humbly submitted, the family. Brothers and sisters, unfortunately, student minister Ishmael Muhammad could not be with us. He's deeply, deeply pained that he could not be with his brother and his friend and his family. And he wanted so bad to be here, but he is here because he gave me the words that he wanted to share. And that word, oh, he wanted to be of service. He wanted to offer whatever he could to the family and to all of us that could put this loss into perspective because it is the irrevocable will of Allah. Unfortunately, he tested positive for COVID-19 for the second time. But he's okay. He's hurt here for his brother, but very little symptoms. It is my honor to serve him and to serve our nation, serve my brother, in sharing Minister Ishmael's words today. Brother Nuri Muhammad is so deeply loved, honored, and respected here in Indianapolis, 
that right now there's lines going down the street of people trying to get in. And we had to stop them, but there was so much love for him. They just wanted to come in and shake his hand. He is deeply honored and respected as one of the great helpers of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We thank you, sir. These words that I shall share now are from Minister Ishmael, and as I said, he wanted to give them himself. And I pray that Allah gives me the heart to deliver them in the manner close to what he would have done. To my dear brother and friend, our student minister, Nuri Muhammad, his wife, Sister Terry Muhammad, their daughter Hanifa, and son Ishmael, grandparents, family, loved one and friends. We mourn the loss of a precious, beautiful, gifted young woman and Sister Kahara. I extend to you again deepest condolences from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, his wife, Mother Khadija, and the entire Farrakhan family, the Executive Council and the Nation of Islam. Our prayers and our thoughts go out to the family. We ask Allah to lift this heavy burden of sorrow from your hearts and enter you into peace. God's peace comes with our submission and acceptance of his will. Allah is the giver of life and ultimately cause of death. The Holy Quran describes death as the evil accident of time. Death can come so suddenly and unexpectedly. But God is not the author of evil. He is the author of both life and death. So the evil is that the great burden of sorrow and grief that comes with the loss of a loved one. This is indeed a heavy burden that you carry. But know that Allah says in the Quran that he does not lay on any soul a burden beyond his scope and that nothing happens except by his permission. So when we suffer the loss of life under these tragic circumstances, we have no one to turn and seek answers from except Allah. As believers, we wonder why, God, would you visit us with such misfortune? We may think as believers in God that we shouldn't suffer, be afflicted, suffer pain, suffer an illness, a loss, or misfortune. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said that it is not that as a believer we will not suffer these misfortunes, but when they do come into our life, we give all the honor, the praise, and the glory to God. The Holy Quran tells us that we will be tried with something of fear, hunger, loss of property, lives and diminution of fruit. But give good news to the patient. Surely Allah is with the patient. And when a misfortune befalls the believer, the believers say we are from Allah and to him 
is our eventual return. These are those who are on a right course from their Lord. And these are those on whom are blessings and mercy. So we are all from Allah. And we all will have our eventual return. To mother, to father, to all of us who have been blessed to produce a child. This child did not come from the mother. The child came from God through the womb of the female. So Allah says in Quran, I created you in the wombs of your mothers. I gave you eyes by which to see. I gave you ears by which to hear. I gave you a tongue by which to speak. And he, Allah, brought us forth from the womb. Then it tells us, little do we give thanks. Many times, brothers and sisters, we reflect on what we don't have what we wish we could have had, what we want. But we don't reflect on all that he has already given us. We don't say, thank you, God. Thank you, Allah. Thank you, Jehovah, enough. If you can hear me, thank you, God. If you can see me, thank you, God. If you can make a sound back, Thank you, God. If you walked in here, if you came in a wheelchair, but if you came in here, thank you, God. If you got clothes on your back, thank you, God. And if you got something in your refrigerator, because y'all know in our community, we say there's no food, but we're moving things out the way to get to something. But if you had heat last night and that cold, thank you, Allah. Your parents, Thank you, Allah. Let us learn to be more grateful. Allah brought us forth from the womb. And Allah takes some in the womb before it reaches its full term. He takes some in their youth and others in their old age. It is all with him. This precious gift of life is from God. And we are grateful for the time that we have with each other because tomorrow is not promised. Tomorrow is not promised, not guaranteed. Minister Ishmael wrote, now look at this. The Holy Quran tells us that he created us in the wombs and one is a believer, one is a disbeliever. So there are forces and influences that come in our life that guides us to believe, and there are forces that take us away into disbelief. So we have to be on guard against these internal and external forces that enter our lives. To each and everyone gathered today, but especially to our young folk, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has said that there are three tests that proves the worthiness of life. And these three tests prove our capacity and ability to overcome any circumstance or situation that comes into our life. For this life is designed by the creator to struggle and to succeed. Our life started from sperm. And the worthiness of this life was proven by these three things. One, overcoming overwhelming odds. 
two, pulling up, pulling itself up against gravity, and three, overcoming a hostile environment. Now, we notice that when our life starts, we're in darkness, the darkness of our mother's womb. This darkness is a powerful force. So no matter what obstacles, barriers, no matter what odds are against you in the journey of life, each of us have proven that we can overcome the forces of darkness, the forces of evil, the forces of influences that cause us to lose hope. We can overcome any negative situation that pulls on us, weighs on us, that can pull us down. No matter what dark space or place we enter, there is always light in darkness. Always hope in despair. For as long as we have the force of life itself with us, then we will never leave. And we have started our journey and we can make it through. And that force is the force of God in our life. Many of y'all young people, y'all don't call on God the way our parents do, did. You might not call on God the way that we do. But on behalf of my brother, I offer to you, when you by yourself call on God, by any name that you know him, you call him. God is eager to prove that he's God. We call our friends, we call our parents, we call everybody for help. But there's one force that can get you through everything and anything. And that is God. So to young folk, don't think, well, religion ain't cool. God ain't cool. He's the coolest of them all. He's the hippest of them all. And I don't know all the new terms. But if you want to be in, you want to be down, Get a relationship with God. Despair, hopelessness, depression, anxiety. These are complex emotions. And in that state of mind, we reach for pills, we reach for drugs, we reach for alcohol. We can reach for this, we reach for that. We reach for all kinds of things. There is no substitute for God. So Allah says in the Quran, the remembrance of Allah is the greatest force. Just to think about it is the greatest force. Not before you do something, just put him on your mind. It's the greatest force. So remembering your God in your feeling of hopelessness, your feeling of despair, your feelings of being unworthy, not valued, unvalidated, or not approved. No, the fact that you are here, you are approved. You are validated. You are worthy and valued beyond measure. Why? Because you are the gift of God. Now, each of us, old, young, we have been subjected to circumstances that we did not create. And then there's effects that cause, that come from this cause. So many of our children, our young ones, 
They're mad at us. They're angry. They're disappointed. You didn't love me enough. You weren't there for me. We didn't do this. But guess what? We felt that way. But guess what? Our mamas and daddies felt that way. Guess what? That, their mamas and daddies felt that way too because we were brought to a place that has made us like this. There's a lot of disappointment, dissatisfaction, anger, and frustration, and rage among our young people. And at the root of that anger, disappointment, dissatisfaction, and rage is not having a real sense of meaning and purpose in your life. So we can easily attach our life to meaningless and valueless activities. Now what you may not know as a young black man or a young black woman is that you are the heirs of the promise of God. Satan's world is coming to an end. You can see that. And Satan, knowing that you are heirs of this promise, is coming at you from multiple directions to turn you from God. He hates the fact that young people are turning towards God. And he wants to do everything in his power to keep you from your future. So he's created a lifestyle and a culture of death. He wants to make you and me unworthy of God's choice of us. For it is written that God would choose a people. You know, every time I read that, it gets me. Because you never think, man, a little black man in Chicago, he came for me. He came for us. That he would choose a people who would be slaves to another. And the people that served in bondage would one day become the masters in the house where they were sold as slaves. You are the heirs of that promise. You're great. That's everybody in the house. You're great. And you're powerful. So this generation, young folk, you're the target of Satan. We're beset on all sides. He's coming at us from this way. Alcohol on this way. Smoke on that way. Strip club on that way. I mean, just beset by everything that can go wrong and tempt you to do the wrong thing. But in the end, God is not going to let Satan win. And guess what? And you're not going to let Satan take your life into hell either. We are bigger, better, stronger than Satan. Satan is laying traps for you. You just cannot allow yourself to fall into these traps. Well, you might not see the traps. You might not know what a trap looks like, but there's someone that knows traps. So I invite you all. Don't matter what your religion is, if you're Baptist, Muslim, don't make no difference. Listen to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. He's on YouTube, Snapchat, Instagram, cassette, whatever method you got, we got it. But if you listen to him, he can help you maneuver your life through the traps of Satan. So in closing, in every death there is a lesson for the living. And that is why we say funerals are not for the dead. For they no longer see or hear. Funerals are for the living that we may reflect on the quality of life that we are living. 
Each of us at some point will make our transition. So knowing that life is not guaranteed to any of us, we should treat each other with respect. Be kind to each other. Honor and serve each other. Sister Kahara was absolutely a beautiful soul. Now, this is directly from Minister Ishmael. And I wanted to leave it, even though he, I'm going to speak as if it's me, but reading this, it touched me. And I wanted to share it with you. This is as if she called me Minister Ishi. <laughs> Uncle Ishi. And everybody that knows Minister Ishmael know when you say Ishi what that does to him. She loved Islam. She loved the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. She loved the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, her mother, her father, her family. She was sensitive to the pain and hurt of others. She was generous. She was kind. She was tenderhearted, very loving. She shared the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad with many of you that knew her. She knew the value of what she was taught and shared it with others. She touched many lives. She helped those that struggled with depression, and she helped them to get through. Brother Nuri shared with Minister Ishmael the story of a young man who was struggling with depression, with suicidal ideations, but she helped him to discover meaning and purpose for his life. She helped him to get on his feet. Now, just check this part out. She gave him $1,000 out of her pocket. She helped many in Indianapolis and throughout the country to find hope. She did good, seeking no favor, no gain. That is the beauty and love of God. She wrote a book, How to Heal and Hustle. That was the beauty of the heart. Sister Kahara. So yes, we are pained. Yes, we are saddened. But we thank Allah for this precious, precious gift. We thank Allah through this life that has helped to make others better. We thank Allah that in her life and in her death, we have lessons to learn and that she will be remembered honored and memorialized by continuing her effort to help others overcome the struggle of depression. May Allah bless his family. May Allah bless each and every one of us. Assalamu alaikum. What we're getting ready to do now is our Janaza prayers. So we're going to come down and in front of our sister perform prayers. I'm going to ask the brothers if they could come forward with me. And then after that, I'll explain one more procedure and then we'll end our program. So if the, if the FOI would join me, please.
Could you all, could you all hear me? Okay. I gave everyone a peppermint. Well, we gave everyone a peppermint. And the peppermint, as you put it into your mouth, the peppermint begins to dissolve. And as it dissolves, long after the peppermint is gone, you can still taste the sweetness of the peppermint. So it is with our sister. Long after physical is gone, the beauty, the sweetness, and the good memories, they're still there. They're here. And all you have to do is pull her up into your mind. We will close now with our Assistant Supreme Captain, as she was a soldier, we will give her the salute and honor of a soldier. Family, we are, we in the Nation of Islam and, and uh, we understand that our, that we're in the army of the Lord. So we recognize our dear sister as a soldier because as we've heard, she has been soldiering her entire life. So what we wanna do is for those that recognize themselves as being a soldier, please stand. And we're going to salute her. And when we salute her, our hands will go up quickly our right hand will go up, and then when I say ready front, we will come down slowly. Original salute! Ready front. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Brothers and sisters, this concludes our services here. If our funeral director would come forward, please. Hold on. Thank you all for coming today. We're going to ask that you please remain seated, and we're going to dismiss you by rows. If you're going to the cemetery with us, we ask that you turn your headlights on and follow us to Washington Park North Cemetery, which is about five blocks away. Thank you.